where we are in terms of the conservative leadership candidates and their plans to deal with climate change. We know Pierre Polyev has vowed to scrap the Liberals' carbon tax. Jean Charest, a little more nuanced in some ways, he's he's put forward a plan that has uh, a number of different proposals. I think the headlines, the ones that leapt out to a lot of people were, uh, first of all, getting rid of the consumer portion of the carbon tax. Big industry, large emitters would still have to pay it, but you and I wouldn't. Um, and on top of that, uh, adding some incentives to other areas. So let's find out how this plan stacks up. Does it make sense? Does it work? Is it workable? We're going to chat with Stuart Elgie, who is the director of the Environment Institute at the University of Ottawa. He is also uh, someone who was given the Charest plan to provide feedback. So he's seen it in detail, and he joins us now to give us his take. Uh, Mr. Elgie, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us. Very welcome. So, overall, big picture with what Sheree is proposing, good, bad, is it effective, is it credible, is it workable? Yeah, it's definitely a credible climate plan. I mean, I, I don't agree with every part of it, but, but overall, he's put together a plan that would actually meet a target. And I think Canadians have heard a lot of plans and targets over the last 25 years, and we haven't met them. Um, the yeah. thing Sheree has going for him is he's actually got a track record as premier and as federal environment minister of actually delivering on climate action, building a cleaner economy, and in many ways, you know, actions speak louder than plans. Okay, so let's go through a couple of them. This is what Sheree had to say about it uh, in his own words. He was talking about the plan, um, a carbon price on emitters, not consumers. This is what he had to say in an interview with Global News. We want to keep it simple and as direct as possible. And, uh, you know, we, we feel that if we go down this route, we're going to be more efficient, more flexible, able to achieve better results quite clearly than if we go down the route of a more complex uh, consumer tax. So, I mean, I don't know if the consumer tax is seen as complex by a lot of people. A lot of people don't like it. I can tell you that. But what's your take on removing that portion of the carbon tax from consumers? Well, I, I like the fact that he agrees about putting a carbon price on industry emitters. It's good to have a recognition that it actually works. Um, to be honest, having a, a carbon price across the whole economy is the lowest cost way to reduce emissions. There's just tons and tons of research showing that a carbon price is lower cost than using heavy-handed government regulations to reduce emissions, and that's the alternative. Um, the way the Liberals have done it, where they're actually rebating the carbon price back to citizens, it means most people come out ahead financially. So it is the better approach. That said, there are other ways to reduce emissions. Charest is talking about you know, having a, a, a standard for lower carbon fuels. Um, a standard for clean electricity. And, you know, truthfully, that's the way the U.S. is likely to go, too. The U.S. isn't going down the pricing route, and he's talked about aligning with the U.S. approach and creating North American-wide standards. So that approach could work. It wouldn't be my first choice, but there's more than one way to skin a cat, as they say, and Sheree has put together a credible plan that looks like it would deliver on emission reductions and clean growth. He's also talk talking about, you know, I'm, I don't know if you can characterize it as more of a carrot approach than a stick approach. Instead of the tax on the consumer side, he's offering tax incentives to do things on, um, you know, uh, vehicles, for example, with, you know, electric vehicles, things like that. Things incentivizing lower emission um, activity rather than taxing emissions-intensive activity, if that makes any sense. I did a horrible job of explaining that. But <laughs> he seems to be more focused on trying to incentivize than to punish. 
Mitch Ray's going to have to work on that soundbite for the uh, debate. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the part of his plan that really caught my eye, and I, I really like it, actually. I mean, it's going to do many of the same things that a carbon price will do, but it will do it with incentives rather than penalties. You know, instead of uh, having to pay a higher tax for high-carbon decisions, you'll actually get a tax break for low-carbon decisions. Yeah. Um, so if you want to invest in an electric vehicle, you know, better windows, a heat pump, um, those kind of things, you'll actually get the HST off it. Um, and so I like that idea a lot. It has the same kind of effect as a carbon tax, but does it with incentives rather than penalties. You mentioned it briefly earlier, you know, the United States and talking about coming up with more realistic goals in this country. And I, I think he has a point in terms of we set a lot of ambitious goals that we never meet. Um, it seems to be more credible to say we want to set goals that are actually attainable. In terms of the goal setting, what do you think about what he's saying about targets that he's set? Well, I, I agree with what you just said, right? We, I think we kind of have target fatigue in this country. I mean, the first Kyoto target was 1997, and, and we've missed three targets since then. I mean, to give them credit, I think the, the Trudeau government has brought in a lot of climate policies, and they are making real progress. Uh, I don't think anyone can say right now whether, whether we're going to get all the way to their target. The Auditor General yesterday said he thinks it'll be a real stretch. Yeah. But Sheree has set a credible target. He's he's going with the target that... that Trudeau himself set at Paris in 2015, and that Harper had set. And to be honest, if Canada could meet that target, if we really could get to a 30% reduction by 2030, I think it's something we could be proud of. It'll build real momentum. And so, as I said before, I mean, to me, I think the most important thing is that we're moving in the right direction. And Sheree has actually walked the walk as Premier and Federal Environment Minister. He's someone who has shown a real commitment to taking action on climate change, building a clean economy. And I think in many ways, you know, that gives him a credibility that no one else in the leadership race has on this issue. How important is that? Like you said, I mean, as the conservative leader, he knows that the carbon tax is just hated by certain members of his party. So he's making some changes around there that might get him some, uh, make some headway for him. And, and like you say, he has the credibility as someone who's been environment minister in government before. So in terms of his ability to bring forward a plan that might reach a broader consensus than, say, Trudeau or Polyev, he's in a good spot. Has he done it with this plan, do you think? Yeah, I mean, as I said, I think it's a credible plan. I mean, you know, the 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 part about not having an economy-wide carbon price, I think, is probably not the ideal policy approach, but yeah. there are other ways to get there. And, and so I think, yeah, he, he's got a credible plan. And what we really need in this country, to be honest, is to knit together the federal government provinces so they're all working together and we send a long-term signal to investors because, I mean, this is in one way a climate issue, but it's really ultimately an economic issue, right? The world is moving towards a cleaner, low-carbon economy. Every nation in the world has signed the Paris Accord. All the largest banks and investors have committed to decarbonize and to net zero. And so that's where investment and jobs are going to be in the next 20 or 30 years. It's going to be investing in electric vehicle manufacturing, producing clean aluminum and steel, biofuels. And yeah, oil and gas aren't going to go away. I mean, there's still going to be a long transition where they're still going to use it, and Canada can can compete for its share. We need to clean up our production. So we need to come together as a nation, and what investors want to know is that countries have a stable direction and they're committed to this low-carbon future. So if Sheree can weave together the provinces around that and ideally align us with the U.S., um, that'll be really good news, not just for the climate, but for our economic future and for jobs for our kids. 
big task, but uh, maybe he's off on the right foot with this plan. Um, Stuart, thanks so much for your time today. I appreciate you joining us. You are very welcome. That is Stuart Elgie, who is the director of the Environment Institute at the University of Ottawa. And as I say, he, he had a copy of Charest's climate plan to sort of go through it and offer his assessment. So uh, interesting to get his take on it. And, and you know what? I mean, we'll see. Charest is definitely positioning himself as a middle-of-the-road kind of a guy. Um, we'll see how effective it is within the party. That's, that's job one, right? Win the, the PC leadership. Uh, will he be able to do that? I don't know. Coming from behind, no question.